You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the Noble and Roos Show, brought to you by BallIsLife.com and Dash Radio. Welcome back to another Noble and Roos Show. I'm your host, Zach Noble. I got Roos Williams out in L.A. as usual, and I got a special guest today. We got sophomore player Colin Sexton of the Cleveland Cavs. How are we doing, Colin? I'm good. I'm good. No complaints this way. Just uh, pretty much just been staying safe and um, out the way in the gym. Awesome. We got a great conversation here coming up, and it's going to be crazy because we might get off this and we might have a new president. Suspense will be up in the air. So with that said, Colin, what's what's a normal day in your life been like since – I don't know. It's what eight months now since you set up playing. Yeah, um, just pretty much like waking up early in the morning, if going to run, um, whether going to bike, and then like after I do all that, come back, um, eat a little bit, and then um, go work out. Um, so my days, my days are are pretty like structured. I do the same thing every day, so um, I have a pretty good routine about it. So very good. So. Uh, with that said, are you just training in Cleveland, or have you been out in L.A. or anywhere warm and at all, or just with the staff in Cleveland? Um, I've been with the staff with Cleveland as well as my trainer in Atlanta, so I've been in here in, um, in Atlanta back and forth. So um, just trying to get the best work as I can and just be ready for um, whenever they say the season um, is. So This has got to be the longest stretch you've ever gone without playing, huh? Yeah, in absolutely. Abs- in my life, absolutely. Like, um, yeah, you can go play pickup, this and that, but um, I'd rather be safe right now just to make sure that um, hopefully things slow down a little bit, but it's, I'm not sure if, if it's going to happen. Colin, to that effect, um, what types of things are you able to do or have you been doing um, to remain not only in basketball shape, uh, but just to stay, just to stay warm, just to stay in rhythm, right? You know, keep your shot going, things like that. Like, what have you been doing? Um, just pretty much waking up in the morning, uh, working out, um, and then as well as like going at the gym at night and getting uh, can't can't get too many reps up. So, uh, pretty pretty much just been working on my shot, working on things that I need to improve on uh, for for my teammates pretty much next season. So, I feel like I'm in a Good space, good mindset, and I feel like I'm, I'm going to be ready for um, whenever the se- season comes back. Do you have any certain aspects of your game you're focusing on more than other? Any, like, goals for this off season that you're trying to get after? i just pretty much been putting on a lot of muscle on my body just so I can be able to take the contact and finish through um, the big. So I've been doing that, working on a lot of finishes, working on a lot of pull-ups, mm. different things that is going to, like, help me get – keep improving and um, keep getting to the next level. So, um, and then 
I've been working on a lot of catch and shoot stuff just because like um, Coach Bickerstaff, he's really good with like uh, making sure that everybody's spaced out. He wants everybody to be able to catch and shoot. And uh, his motto is um, get up more threes. And that's what we um, plan on doing this season. So to that effect, man, uh, you, if I remember correctly, I think you took about four threes a game last season around like a 38% clip, which is very good. Um, so Coach Bickerstaff wants you to get more up. So what are we thinking? You're going you can go like Eric Gordon style, shoot eight, eight a game, or what are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> not at all. He, listen, he, he can shoot him. He can definitely shoot it. Um, but I'm going to at least just pretty much maybe maybe four, maybe five, maybe five, six, just because uh, I'm going to just take the good ones. I'm not going to um, try to go hunt threes. I'm, I'm going to take what's given. If they go under, I'm going to shoot it. If it's a catch and shoot and I feel like I'm my feet set and I'm going to just step in the rhythm and knock it down. So uh, I'm pretty much just, just find the good ones, find the open ones, and uh, mix a few tough ones in there as well. You've always been a pretty strong player, I'd say. I mean, that's where you get – Part of your nickname, maybe Young Bull. I want to get into that in a bit. But uh, basketball reference has you at 190. Have you put on much more weight than that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they, what are you weighing it? That's that a while ago. I actually, like, um, lost some weight so I could put on more muscle. And right now I'm at, like, 199, 200. So That's I'm feeling cool. good right now. Yeah, I'm feeling good and a lot faster and um, jumping a lot higher right now, too. Okay, okay. Like, uh, put on vertical? Like, what's the vert? Uh, the vert is getting up there. Um, I, feel, I feel like I probably jumped the highest I have in a, in a very long time. So, um, I'm feeling good. Don't see Colin Sexton. Let's go. Absolutely. I sprinkle in a few dunks here and there uh, whenever I get the chance. Without having played basketball for so long, man, especially in, you didn't participate in the bubble, I guess my first question is, how did, how did you feel about, you know, watching these guys still playing regular season games and Cleveland was at home unable to play? Were you just itching, like, to play? Yeah, I was itching to play. I definitely was itching to play, but we, we didn't deserve to be there. We didn't win enough games. Simple as that. And um, the only person you can be mad at is, is the team and ourselves. So I feel like next season we have a chip on our shoulder. We know what it feels like to be left out of something. And uh, I feel like the guys on the team, they, they've been working that much harder so that we don't um, get left out. Like Kevin Love, KP, Darius, Tristan, just like Delhi, like guys like that, um, drumming. So um, we all pretty much like feel it. And we all want to pretty much get better at like uh, Larry. He's, he's been in the gym every day, just working on his stuff. Like um, Dylan, like everyone knows what it feels like to be sitting at home watching regular season, the finish the regular season and then watch playoffs. So that's even, that's even tougher. So we all know what we have to do. We all know what we need to um, improve on and uh, get better at. So the only thing we can do is just continue to fight and, um, for next season, just be ready. I feel like you guys got some grinders on your team. I feel like you guys got some guys that have chips on their shoulder. I know, like, everybody in the league has a chip on their shoulder, so they say. But you've always played like that, in my estimation. But there's guys, I think Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, those two guys, and then Kevin Porter Jr. in itself, I mean – he was, I mean, I had him way high on my board. He was literally in my lottery, and he went, like, 30th overall. I just feel like you guys are full of underrated dogs, you know? So Absolutely. I just feel like you guys are a team that could surprise people if you found a way to gel and get, get your stuff together on both ends of the ball and play more as a cohesive unit because I feel like the talent's there. I don't think that's the issue in Cleveland. 
Um, but I do like your core. How, do you feel like you guys are a tight knit group? You guys are working out every day. You're saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like we're becoming that much closer. We've been doing a few workouts here and there. We haven't been, uh, able to do workouts together, but we're in the gym with each other. Um, just talking to each other, building that camaraderie. And when we had the bubble, um, it, it was big for us. We, we was like with each other. 24 7 all day long doing different things and that's gonna help us um the stuff you do off the court is always going to roll over onto the court and that's and that's how i feel and for us to trust our teammates off the court and then be able to trust them on the court then we, we should be really good so i was actually going to say um if the nba does resume or when it does resume it's probably going to be you know in some type of environment that was similar to the bubble maybe not a bubble but no fans and that, that whole kind of environment um, a lot of things that Zach and I have been talking about with different guests on the show was asking people, asking players how they felt from their experience after the bubble, right? But you strike me as the kind of guy with your game and the way you play who could who could really see an imp, like a complete increase, kind of like how we saw Jamal Murray go crazy, how we saw Don Mitchell go crazy, Donovan Mitchell go crazy. Um, they both have they're both scores, and it just seemed like they were able to lock in almost like uh, like the bubble was like an AAU type environment, right? No fans, no nothing, yeah. just hooping. Um, so how do you, do you see that you, you, know, you can maybe benefit even more from that type of environment um, and kind of see your own respective outbreak? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'll be able to just to lock in and be able to focus on um, the task at hand. Um, work on winning. That's it. At the end of the day, the only thing – that we want to do is win. Um, no matter how we win, win by one point. Listen, it could be zero or one. Listen, as long as we win, that's that's all that I pretty much care about. And whatever the team needs me to do, then I'm going to do it. So I really feel like um, the outbreak, it'll be there for sure, just because you'll be able to lock straight in on um, the task at hand. So, Colin, I feel like you're a guy that's always kind of flown under the radar in my estimation. I mean, I had you a five or six on my pre-draft board. I mean, you fell to eight, but you've all, I feel like you've outperformed where you like where you've come in. And uh, I know you've been on losing teams in the league, but that's I mean that's never a young player's fault, really. I mean, it, a lot of it's environment. It's very very rare a young player turns a team around. They start winning, um, and it's a team sport. So where do you feel like um, the misunderstood? part of Colin Sexton's game comes in or why do you feel like you're underrated? Because I feel like it comes in more so the fact that you're a combo guard more so that you do all these different things. And it's like, where's Colin Se People always say, where's Colin Sexton great? I'm like, dude, watch the kid play. He's an excellent score. I mean, that's where I'd say you're really good at. And I mean, you're way ahead of schedule. You're the number two, I mean, number three um, leading scorer in the, one of the best draft class I think of all time coming up here and that that says a lot I mean Luke and Trey are only guys above you in points per game right now so why are you underrated in your mind um I would probably say just the winning aspect um, I feel like the winning aspect and um that's it two years um we haven't pretty much won and uh um the I'll probably say after LeBron's era so so that's it to be honest so you can't really, can't really complain about anything being underrated. Just going out there, just pretty much continue to play with a chip on my shoulder, and that's what I'm going to do. Continue to show and prove each and every night. Um, no matter who I'm going against, I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do. So, Winning solves all. Absolutely. Winning, Absolutely. 
winning definitely does solve all. I kind of wanted to lightly shift gears for a second um, and talk about your tutelage under Avery Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Avery Johnson is somebody that I remember growing up watching. Uh, you know, just for context, Colin, I'm from Houston. Uh, the Rockets, Rockets played the Spurs yeah. in the playoffs a lot back then. And so I remember watching Avery Johnson growing up. Always had a lot of respect for Avery Johnson. Um, and he did a good job with Dallas before he eventually moved on. So can you maybe speak a little bit more about, you know, what it was like being coached by him and your relationship with him? Uh, my relationship with him is, is still great. I still, still communicate with him, still talk to him um, each and every week, each and every day. Like, just like maybe be like, yo, coach, how you doing? Just ch- pretty much just checking up or he'll call me like, yo, I watched the game last night and you could have did this a lot better. Could have did this. He, he's always going to be a coach, but at the end of the day, he's a teacher and um, and he's a floor general. So he he knew where I went, wanted to get to. So when I was in college, he pretty much just continued to push me. Uh, each and every day in practice, like he always put me on the um, second team, no matter what I was on the second team. And he was like, if y'all don't win, y'all run. So it just pretty much made me become that much more competitive and uh, eventually started winning. So he tried to change a few things up, but um, just him and his personality was always like energy, high energy. And um, that's how I am always high energy and always just pretty much just thankful to just be doing what I'm doing because a lot of people would love to be in my shoes. So just being there with um, him, I knew that uh, he was going to pretty much just lead me in the right direction. And he was going to tell me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. And that's, and that's at the end of the day, nowadays, it's kind of hard to, to hear that people don't, don't like to hear the truth, but he definitely always kept it, kept it real, kept 100 with me. So I love that, man. You remind me of, uh, Fred Van Vliet when he came on our show before he exploded and was up for awards and whatnot. And, uh, it's just, I can, I can tell you're, you're humble and you just know what, you know what it takes. You're looking to just get educated and learn the ropes and then your time will come. It's where's young bull come from? Um, just high school, just being a young, young dude playing and uh, and just holding my own pretty much, and um, just playing again with my brother team. They's like a young, young boy, just the pretty much this young boy um, playing. That's it. Just clapping on those ball is life mixtapes and uh, just a little bit bullying people all around. Just having a good time. That's <laughs> all. Just, I just go out there and have a good time, and I I love the game, so I just want to go out there and compete. Each and every second. So I'm a big Minnesota Gopher fan. A long time. I was born and raised here. I got to hear about that special game, man. Like that was one of the most memorable college performances I've ever seen. One man taking on. It was one on five for a long, long yeah. time coming. Roosh, did you watch that game? You talking about the four on five? Yeah. Uh, it was like three on five, wasn't it? Did yeah, it get bro. down? To it was, yeah, it was three on five. It definitely was three on five. I'm not gonna lie. I remember when that came on, and that was how I got introduced to you. And I remember right. thinking, yo, <laughs> yo, this guy's crazy, man. I, you know, I'm with this guy, tough. So talk to us about him and tell us, like, walk us through that. This shit was wild. Um, well, I, we had, like, a, pretty much a little incident at the beginning of the game. And me and Nate Mason, we had gotten to a scuffle. So I had got a tech there or whatnot. That was early. And, like, pretty much first, second half, maybe early, we were shoving, pushing. I've been knowing him for a minute, so I wasn't going to let him, like, try to pong me or whatnot. So I got a tech early. And then um, the game was pretty much just real chippy, um, a lot of fouling, a lot of, like, hard fouls. And then all of a sudden, like, um, it was like a fight broke out with my teammates. And then they 
a few of the players on the bench, well, all the players on the bench stepped onto the court. And once you step onto a court like one foot, then you're automatically out of the game, no matter if you're trying to hold the team back or something like that, you're automatically in the locker room. So then we had five, and then Dazon Ingram, uh, he already had four fouls anyway. So he tried to go for a rebound, and he pushed dude, and it was a five fouls. Then the next play down, John Petty shoots a three. The dude rolls under him, he rolls his ankle, uh, and – then now now it's at three. God, so now, it's just like, now it's just like, all right, now we got to finish the game. But it was like nine, ten minutes left in, in the game. So it wasn't like four or five minutes. Like, we was playing for for a long time. So the craziest look, shit I've ever seen. It's wild. Look, just so you know, for your own sake, like how things like that, how people remember things like that. Um, I had, you know, I played like a little rec league, right, with just average Joes on, on Tuesday nights. Or at least I did. <laughs> at least I did before, uh, you know, Corona. But. Uh, a couple years ago, maybe one year ago, we were playing a game, and we only had four guys, and we're playing this team. Mm-hmm. It's definitely better than us to begin with, and we're four on five. And I just remember that game. I was like, yo, they almost won that game, so maybe we can, <laughs> maybe we can try yeah. to do something like that. And we almost won. We lost by, like, three. Um, but, <laughs> you know. It's kind of hard to make wide-open shots. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> they ran a zone. I remember on us, they ran a zone. And, like, what do you, what do, you do with four people against the zone, you know? Like, you can't do yeah. anything. Um, but. Sure. Kind of touching also on college again, man. Uh, back to going growing up in the '90s. Penny Hardaway was one of the baddest dudes around. Um, yeah, inspiring to me. Walk us through that, man. Uh, the the little exchange y'all had because you know you you hoop with the chip on your shoulder, and you were just talking about how you had to you know kind of tough up to, yeah, yeah, to sure. let to let your opponent know. Um, so kind of walk us through that and like the aftermath or whatever, however that played out for you. Um, we was at City of Palms, and uh, you know Penny. Penny talks a little bit and he oh. like yeah he talks a little bit and I'm I'm definitely not gonna back down to nobody I don't, I don't care who you are I'm gonna let you know how I feel and um as long as and I was backing it up a little bit too so um it was like his Memphis East team and um I feel like we lost to him by like two or three but it was a real good game I played really well but um just earned earned a little bit of respect right there and uh that's it that's all it was to be honest and well, we we dapped it out at the end of the game, and no hard feelings. So, I think people are quick to forget. Like a, a lot of people leaving on the court, man, it's just hooping. When you're in the moment, it's hard to check yourself. You know what I mean? Like for sure, yeah. And that's what, like it doesn't like yeah. You talk on the court, but it don't never pretty much just roll off the court. At the end of the day, it's just like all right, yep. But I think that's how it is now. So very cool. Love it. So one last question on the Minnesota game. What was okay. going through your mind when it was three on five there for a bit? Like, what what were you trying to decide how to play? I mean, um, well, coach, he was just like pretty much just saying, just continue to fight. Let's fight to the end. Don't let's not give up. Um, shoot, we can we can come back. And he was saying it the entire time, like it's hard to. He was like, it's hard for him to make open shots, and that's what he was saying the entire time. He was like. If they want to shoot a three, let them, let them, leave it. So um, once we pretty much just stopped starting getting stops, we started scoring, chipping away. I think it was like 14, 15 or something like that. I brought it all the way down to like two or three. Mm-hmm. So that's that. We'll take that any day of the week. So That's amazing. That's like they might have won the war, but you got the last laugh out of that. You you made the history in that Absolutely. game. That's for sure. That's I think people will always remember you that by, and it's good to have a memory in college like that, uh, just to, especially in the hoops world. If you're going to play in college, might as well make a memory. For sure. Have a, have a memory that's going to last for, for a long time, for a lifetime. So 
sure. I'll take it. So speaking yeah. of memories that last for, last for a lifetime, um, I would be interested to hear a little bit about what it's like getting drafted, um, you know, on the team, on the same team that LeBron James has been known and, and so known for and so strongly tied to and just expectations right. that come with that, especially as, as a young guy and a young player in the league. If you even feel that in Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would probably say just pretty much just I was actually at the finals um, the year that they lost. I just felt the atmosphere or whatnot. And it, it was just crazy, like that feeling. And I wanted to definitely be able to go back to that feeling. And um, it's different type of basketball. Playoff basketball is totally different. And I, I understand the fans here. Um, they love their sports. They love they love what they do and they love watching us each and every night. So it's not pretty much like pressure thing or anything like that, but we just definitely want to perform for ourselves and for, our, and for the fans at the end of the day. And um, he brought him a lot of wins. He brought him a championship. So now they're like, all right, now we can't just be bad for, for a long time. Now we got to, got to get back to it, which I totally understand. So, so 2018, that was before you got drafted, you went to the finals, um, before, yeah. like, before draft time, just because you wanted to experience it? Well, um, actually, I had a draft, my draft workout the next day, and they lost to um, the Warriors. They lost to the Warriors um, the day before. So when I, I had my draft workout, it was like it was kind of quiet in there. That's no sick. one was saying nothing. They were, they were definitely disappointed and upset. So I was like, damn, how's day, this going to be? The day it, after? It was definitely tough. Yeah, the day after, next morning, like, I think I had to be at the gym like eight thirty nine, and I had my draft workout, but it went well. I I performed, and um, the rest I'm here now. So, see, that's crazy to me because it, it's <clears throat> there's got to be just wild expectations when you're in that building. Uh, obviously, I don't think LeBron had announced that he was leaving at that point, but I think a lot of people mm-hmm. assumed it. You know, um, and you're balancing all that, and you still obviously performed well enough, and they drafted you, right? So, pretty cool. Absolutely, story. Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Did, did you have a welcome to the NBA moment? Not no welcome to the NBA moment. I just probably say just probably putting on that jersey and running out that tunnel and hearing the crowd um, go crazy for the first first game. That's a different type of feeling. I'll probably say that was probably one of the best feelings I ever had. That one, as well as get, getting drafted, um, those two are like at the tops for me. Um, but just putting on a jersey and um, it's a Cleveland on the front. And just knowing, like, all right, I made I, I made my dream come true. Now, um, now, what you gonna do to stay here? So, sure, and you're doing just that, definitely. So, you got three guys in Cleveland: Darius Garland, yourself, and Kevin Porter Jr. You guys all play very similar. Okay, I'm curious to how you think and how Coach JB is trying to make this happen with all three of you there. Uh, we're gonna make it happen. We definitely gonna make it happen. We got. We got strong guys. Um, we're mentally strong, mentally focused, and uh, ready to go no matter what. Um, so we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, I feel like we'll be good for sure. More so off ball yet, or I mean, is it just a combo or just just yeah, just pretty or? much yeah, just continue much combo um, intertwined. Yeah. Just pretty much whoever get it, let's bring it up, let's run, and um, let's let's use our speed, athleticism, let's get down the court and. Um, and then on the other end, let's lock up. I know, I know that's you what guys, we do. So. You guys were 23rd in pace last year, so I expect you to be at least top 15 this year with you three. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely um, get it up on that. And uh, I feel like that will definitely help um, 
help us on the other end as well. So we'll see. So uh, one thing I want, I always like to ask, obviously you're a fearless scorer, so I don't think you'd be afraid of going at anybody, but two questions. One, if there's anybody you don't particularly like to see guarding you, who is that? Who gives you a little trouble, if anyone? And on the other end, um, who's the toughest person in the league that you have gone up against so far in terms of having to guard them? Well, as far as like anybody guarding me, I'm not really phased by that. At the end of the day, you, you do what I do. You put your shirt on just like I do. So I'm, I'm not. That's not. I don't really care who I go against. But uh, as far as like hard to guard, um, that I actually had to guard like a full game. I'd probably say Bradley Bill, Kyrie, um, Kimba, Jimmy Butler is definitely tough just because he knows how to draw fouls. Um, Lil Will, he's very crafty. Um, Kawhi. Like guys like that, and um, when it was last year when Katie was playing and he was healthy, he was uh, he was very very tough. Like cover for not myself but for my, my teammates, just because like he do it all. And that was the first time I actually seen it like firsthand. Like yo, know, he's 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 nice for sure. Who's the one guy in the league that when you are facing the you know whatever team he's on, not only you but the whole team knows? Okay. Things are revolving around this guy. We need to stop this guy, and we may or may not even be able to, despite the fact that we know we have to. Is there anyone like that? Uh, probably Steph. Probably um, Steph, uh, Kimba. Probably um, Devin Booker. Just guys like guys that. Are- How does that make you feel, Rush? Now mention your boy. No, it's all guys. good. That's why. That's why I like to ask, man. I like to yeah, hear I actual it. actual players who actually do it. Right? We always. We always see Twitter. We always see guys talking, blogging, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear from the dude sitting at home like I am. I want to hear from the people that actually play, you know? And I think that's really yeah. interesting. Brad- Bradley Bill's a guy. Uh, Colin, just so you know, he's, he thinks I'm expecting you to say James Harden because I'm from Houston. So that's why he's, uh, he's ragging on me. But Bradley Bill's a guy that I have a ton of respect for. Um, absolutely. I really, I really like hearing that answer because I think he's an incredible scorer. Like, yeah, for sure. He's an incredible scorer, continue, incredible like playmaker. Like, those guys who – get their own but as well as make um guys around them better like yeah Harden for sure like everybody knows knows hard no, but, but some of the under underrated like guys that like that are like really good like honestly Montrez Harold he's 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 really good he, he does what he do and he plays his role really well so um it's kind of definitely tough um just to you can always name the the big guys and guys that have like a a really big name, but you always got to name some of the guys that are like doing it really good as well and not getting as much recognition. So it was interesting to me because all the guys you mentioned that have been like the toughest guys to guard and give you the biggest challenge there, they all know how to use their body and their positioning. Yeah. Really well. I mean, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Lou Williams, Kyrie, the only guy really that doesn't is Kemba that you mentioned. Um, yeah. But he's just got killer handles and a step back. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of those guys like um, at the end of the day, I feel like even to the last person on the bench. If you're in the league, um, you're here for a reason. People think uh, just because he scores four points, like he can he can actually go out there and play. Every every player on on the NBA roster is is good, and mm-hmm. um, it's not easy. It's not easy to um, be in the NBA. So. Uh, I can confirm that. Yes, it's not. It is not easy to be in the NBA. Definitely not. We have a ton of respect for what you guys do. We, we wish we could do it, but we can't. So we watch it and we talk. Um, so growing up, man, you were born, what, 99, I think? 
Yeah, ninety-nine. Yeah, he's the last of a of a dying breed. Last of a dying breed. Nineties, nineties, baby. Yeah, straight up. So, like, who were you growing up watching? What was inspiring you? Which players? Which teams? What style? You know, like, what were you absorbing when you were coming up playing, trying to model your game? Um, actually, just growing up, I was watching a lot of Allen Iverson, a lot of Kobe, um, a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the one of the greatest ever to do it. For me, I feel like the greatest for me. For me but um, I'll probably say good. Yeah, for me. Okay, feel, okay. respect. Yeah, him, him and Jordan is kind of like, I feel like you just got to say the different type of errors. You feel me? Like, um, do a, do a Jordan, deep dive into the different errors and break down your perspective of MJ, Kobe, if you want to throw LeBron in there. All yeah, that. I, sure. I would love to hear it from, from somebody who does it. Um, I'll probably say, or well, we'll go with the MJ era. Well, like, guys... It, it, that's a tough era. Fouls, uh, pretty much. Uh, each and every night, they don't have none of the like resources that we have. None of the things, and they're going out there doing it each and every night. Like, not not taking no days off. It's no type of rest. Oh yeah, like minute. Like no, no, not. Bro, like, I can't. No believe you are making me so happy. Please keep going, man. I love hearing it from a, from a young bull for sure. You know, keep going, please. I love this. Those those guys with like MJ who's just going out there and just doing what he do and just pretty much like how he changed his game to become like a winner because like it's crazy how he he didn't he didn't leave teams or it wasn't like that like it, it, he was going to stick with his team and uh figure it out the entire time and then um I would probably say with with Kobe's like it was that you could change you could see like the passing of the torch pretty much you can see Jordan passing it to Kobe and uh Kobe going out there and doing it and winning championships and uh and scoring it's pretty much the same way that MJ did it and then Kobe passing to Braun basically and going against him pretty much those Christmas day games where I was watching them at home like yo they're actually going going at it like it, it's definitely crazy just to watch like the the passing of the torch pretty much from Kobe to to Braun like those I wish we could have seen crazy. LeBron beat Orlando <laughs> so we could have seen that finals yeah I think basketball basketball holics baller holics got uh deprived of it was a Kobe LeBron finals but so just so I can be clear when you watch those clips of Jordan for example playing against the Pistons in 88 89 and you see these dudes straight up tackling him and all that. As an yeah. NBA player, do you look at that and say, yo, that's a different game like that? If I had to deal oh, yeah. with that, it would be tougher? Yeah, that's a different type of game. That's a different type of mentality for him to, to continue to do what he do. Like, he was going out there getting 30, but he was doing it without shooting no threes. Like, he was getting a lot of twos. He was shooting very efficient from the field, and he was doing inside out as well as playing defense on the other end. So you definitely forget about that. Like you, everybody sees the scoring, but uh, he was definitely going the other end and locking up as well, two ways. And it's easy to go on basketballreference.com and tell me what the VORP <laughs> percentage was. And, oh, his TS percentage, man, that's what I like to hear, right? Because yeah. I was never a, a guy that could hoop at any level, even halfway close to you. But when I hoop, I understand how difficult those things are. When someone's checking you on the hips, when someone's bumping you, when – when you're doing all this, yeah. just shooting mid-range twos with no space and nobody to space the floor for you. That's one thing I think a lot of the bloggers forget when we start comparing players is they forget to compare the eras because the eras were so different that if you don't adjust for the different things in those eras, no, no. then like, like I, I really, I, I, 
you, you might see me argue this on Twitter. I really think if LeBron was coming up in the 80s and the 90s, he'd be just as dominant. But they probably try to make him play power forward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they might change, sure. try to change the position. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or they might like yeah. they might be like, "Yo, sit on the wing. We're gonna have the point guard bring it up and then run the offense." And you know, not like then, the, yeah, the they swing it to basically. Yeah, you might be right. Definitely, just because like now you see if you watch like the different type of bigs now, like you pretty much like Kareem, then then you go like with Shaq, like. Those like those guys play totally different now, and then you go to like basically like Paul Gasol, and you yes, can sir. start seeing like you start seeing like the different type of airs. Now you go with um, like you go say Kevin Love for instance. He's a big, but he's out there shooting the threes. Like he's you, you can like the the game has evolved either way, and you can tell like once the game evolves, you have to you have to be able to pretty much like um, be able to adjust. Like Joel and B Keith. He's out there shooting, shooting threes like he's, you know, like if you don't step up, I'm, I'm gonna knock it down. Like he's doing his thing straight up. Like when I when I hear people say, "Yo, he can shoot threes," Hakeem Olajuwon couldn't. So Joel Embiid's better than Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm like, bro, if Hakeem Olajuwon was playing in 2020, yep. they would have him out there shooting threes, shooting threes. You know? he made one in the finals day, yep. in 1995. He made one in the finals, like the last shot we made before we won. Like these boys, NBA players can do it. It's not that they couldn't shoot in the 80s or the 90s. It's not. It was just didn't have the ability, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, like honestly, I know. Like we watch pretty much all the all the records and stuff. Like Reggie, definitely Reggie Miller would have been shooting way if if he was able to shoot eight nine threes a game. Like he would have shot way more to be honest. But that wasn't the game. Like he was getting to the basket. He was shooting twos. Like now you got guys who are strictly like you know, uh -uh, don't come in. The mid range shoot straight sure. threes, yeah. So, shoot. hallelujah, definitely. Hallelujah. Yeah, JV's sure. gonna let Andre shoot him. I see Andre's been always posting him in clips. So um, I just don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be able to shoot a few like the corner threes for sure, pick and pop. Uh, if he if he practice them, you know, JV's gonna he's gonna give him the the green light to take a few. Like Tristan, towards the end of the season, started yep. knocking a few knocking a few trail threes down just because like. If you see him practicing each and every day in practice, then in the game, yeah, my, give him give him a few, let him let him take a few. So, so Colin, every young player that comes on this show has gotten better, and so things are only going up for you. I mean, we've just been pretty lucky for that on the Ball is Life podcast. Tell me this: what are some of your goals you have for yourself? Um, whether it's this next year coming up, or just next five years, or your career coming up. Um, I would probably say just to get better this whole season, um, use this off season to get better, um, and then win, win for me, and just be be one of those guys where they pretty much just talk about and um, just continue to show people what I can do, and and that's continue to play with that chip on my shoulder, and I'm not gonna lose that just because um, that's how that's how I play. So just going out there each and every day, playing chip on my shoulder, and continue to play on both ends of the court. And, um, my goals, I have a few goals to set, but I don't really tell people my goals. Okay. But I definitely, definitely want to um, – one of my – I want to make the playoffs for sure. I want to make it to the playoffs. That's that's the goal, and I want to start winning. That's It is what I it love is. That. They're all revolved around team and winning, and that's amazing because if you develop that now, and, I mean, you're the leading scorer of the team right now, and if your team's winning, that your awards and every accolades, everything else – all the other stuff will follow it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's mindset, for sure. So, no homo, nothing like that. 
I love your hair. I've always liked your hair. Where do you think your Where do you think your hair ranks in the league? I'm not sure. Um, a few few of the guys have different crazy hairs, like uh, KP. Uh, He's got good hair. hair. He definitely, yeah. KP, Darius, Darius is growing his hair out now too. So okay. yeah, Darius, uh, uh, De'Aaron, he has some crazy hair as well. So certain guys have different type of hairstyles. So we'll see. How long have you had the tail? Uh, well, I keep it like a certain length just because it grows pretty long. But I had it probably uh, freshman year in college. So um, just some kids back home. A lot of people back home have. I go to the gym, they have it, so I just continue to pretty much just um, keep it. And um, that's pretty much how people notice me no matter where yeah. I'm at. And they, they see the tail, they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's Colin Sexton. That's so, the dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, it's uh, a trademark, I definitely have, huh? It, yeah, definitely is right now. So, we'll see. All right. With, with that said, let's, let's wrap on up on this. What's what's Colin Sexton about outside of ball? What do you like to do outside of basketball and in your free time? Um, outside of basketball, in my free time, I pretty much just just hang hang around the house, just pretty much watch movies. I'm a big movie guy, and I like watching movies and just be on my family. And um, I like top shoes. two movies. Uh, top my top two movies. I like Drumline. Drumline is my favorite. movie. I love Drumline. Yeah, that's my. It's just because it's based out in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Pride. Pride was a good movie too. Like so those movies, like um, I like so. Uh, Just so and then, you know, Colin, I was I saw Drumline when it was out in theaters. Yeah, same. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm sure you saw it yeah, on TNT. Sure. We saw it in yeah, theaters when it dropped. Yeah, I seen it. Oh yeah, TNT. Uh, yeah, BT. Like I I didn't see it on on theaters. I was. I was too young then, but uh, I think because of drumline, I went out for the uh, the band and I got caught immediately because I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> At was least awful. you tried. At least I gave it a go. Yeah, but like movies, um, shoes, and just like different, different like uh, uh, like pieces that I I might like, like little art. We're talking art. Yeah, like art. Oh, okay. Like Let's different. See. Like different stuff, like collectible stuff, like yes. Jackie Robinson oh, stuff. Super dope. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, you. Let me see. I just got these in. like USA stuff, like the old. Oh yeah, nice. Dude. That's dope. As yeah, well. so different cool. stuff like that. Like just going to flea markets and finding them for like nothing. So that's, uh, awesome. that's what I do. Hey, was that ninety six team? Didn't they? Pl- I could have swore they played in. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Uh, uh, addition, um, Grant Hill, Reggie Miller, Hakeem, um, Elijah Carl Juan, yep. yeah, and then uh, Glenn Robinson. So, yeah, there I definitely, go. definitely do some things on, on free time for sure. One yeah. of my big uh, collections was bobbleheads. Bobbleheads for sure. Yeah, me and my brother used to collect cards so much. Like we had like a big, big card collection. So uh, cards are making a comeback. Maybe it, yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are for sure. And um, I've been having a deal with Panini, so um, those are my guys at Panini yeah. just to keep the cards coming. So, hey, I, wonder, some, I want to know how much the Colin Sexton cards worth right now. I'm not sure. I'm gotta start cashing sure. in on those. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find them real quick. Shoes. Yeah, you said you're a big shoe guy. How, how many pairs do you got? Too too many. Hundreds probably, but hundreds. Maybe. Are, are we yeah. discovering an underrated shoe lord in the league right now? Does yeah, PJ yeah, Tucker I, I have, have competition? Yeah, like PJ has really shoes, like, but he wears like the shoes on the court. Like, yeah. I have, I have a lot of shoes that that I have, but I don't really 
I'm not wearing them on court just because like I, I gotta make sure my feet are good. I I don't know how he does it. He's he's a different breed. Like he wears anything on the court, but uh, he has a really good collection. Uh, Demar Derozan, his his collection is is up there for sure. I'll definitely I'll put I definitely put him up there with PJ for sure to battle PJ. Yeah, best Jordans. Your favorite Jordans? My favorite Jordans. I'll probably say. Um, Jordan ones. Um, those those are my favorite Jordans. I like okay. the forest a little bit. So, okay. what are some other off court shoes you like? Um, off court shoes. Uh, I've been in a lot of like comfort right now. Like so, the Nike Reacts have been mm. have been really yep. really big for me just because like comfort and I walk a lot. I bike I bike a whole lot. Um, cool. And, um, those have been, you can't wear, I feel like you can't wear shoes. You can't wear heat all, all the time. You gotta, right. you gotta switch it up. You gotta, you gotta switch it up. You gotta wear something comfortable. Um, and I'll probably say some, the off rise are cool. Uh, yeah, but like different stuff like that, air forces. So I usually try to switch it up. I usually know, but what are you rocking on the court these days? I like the KDs right now. The um, okay. new KDs, um, they, they've been pretty good for me. Um, and as well as the Kyries, the Kyries are definitely cool as well. So, so we can expect you to stick with Nike for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Very definitely. Good. Yeah, for sure. So, on that note, I think that's a bar rooster. You got any last? last no, notes? Man, I, look, I just wanted to say uh, tons of respect on knowing. It seems like you're really well versed on the history of the game, and you're really interested in it. And I love to Junkie, see Junkie, I love it. Yeah, man, I love to see yeah. that, especially from a young cat that's you know got a lot of special things hopefully ahead of him. Really cool to see that. So tons of respect. Look, man, uh, if you're whenever you're in Houston, just take it easy on, on my Rockets, okay? Just take it easy on my Rockets. Just remember, just be like, okay, Roosh is going to have his heart broken if I whoop these Rockets. So just try to take it easy. But, but other than that, man, thank I you for taking you. the time. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Colin, we really appreciate it, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep watching that film. Keep grinding in the lab, and things are going to – Come your way, man. I, I, I see it, I feel it, and best of luck, man. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Damn sick.